Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. This is episode 72. This is the third part, so part three of the Whitney Russell Stabile interview. And we have been covering the Enneagram numbers 891, 234, and today is 567. So we're wrapping up the interview all about the Enneagram and food and body relationships and relationships with others. So you might recognize Whitney's last name. Again, it's uh, Stabile, and Suzanne Stabile is the author of our first mini-series, which was The Road Back to You, episodes 11 through... 17. 17, and then she also wrote the second book, The Path Between Us, which talks about your Enneagram type and relationship with other numbers, which has been helpful. But again, I really love that Whitney has taken her knowledge from studying under Suzanne Stabile and applied it to body image and our relationship with food. So definitely an episode you're not going to want to miss. Let's dive in, Enneagram 5, 6, and 7. So now we're moving on to the last triad, the thinking head triad. That's 5s, 6s, and 7s. So the thing that I have thought about um, with this triad in relationships to the relationships with their bodies is that fives because they see every it's like a very utilitarian um way of viewing the world you know if i don't need it i you know if i if it's not something that i need i'm not going to have it um usually everything has an as a specific reason for them to have it in their house or you know like why they're buying a certain thing don't have a lot of extra things um and though it's hard for them sometimes to have a relationship with their body and to be in connection with their body because the body needs a lot of things and it's hard for them to um, want to feel like they need something or to desire something that that feels scary. And so they often like only see their body as like a vehicle to get through life. And sometimes they totally forget about food or um, only like it doesn't, sometimes the food that they have, it doesn't matter as long as they're just like getting it in their body that it's strictly fuel. So it can be really hard for them to have that connection with their body and to have a relationship with their body because they are so cerebral. Um, Sixes because they're thinking dominant and thinking repressed often have a lot of anxiety. They do have that like community of people that they're constantly going to each person asking them what they think about something or, you know, like, what should I do with this? And they'll go to person B and what should I do with this and go to person C, what should I do with this? That they have lost that connection with their body to tell them what their natural intuition is. So like the gut triad, 
a lot of people in the gut triad feel like they know that their body knows before, you know, like their brain knows. So in a situation, I know that this maybe is not the right thing to do, or I know that this is uncomfortable, but I don't have the thoughts that go with it yet. (laughs) My body tells me certain things. Sixes, I believe, have lost that. Like they've lost that natural gut intuition about things that their relationship with their body can bring them. And sevens have lost the ability to know when their body is satisfied. And so that could be like satisfied in a lot of different ways. Um, It could be satisfied with sleep, could be satisfied with hunger, could be satisfied with fullness, you know, all of the different physical sensations. It's really hard for seven when their body is satisfied. And so they just want more and more and more of lots of things. (laughs) My mom is a seven, so all the things. Ah. But sometimes it's also work. They want all the work. You know, sevens can also be uh, workaholics, a lot like threes. But that's because it's like whatever is the thing that's in front of them, they usually want more of it. Or whatever is kind of the, the number one thing in their life, they usually want more of it. So sometimes it's more work. Sometimes it's more sleep. So they're just like sleeping all day. Sometimes it's more of whatever the fun activity is that they have gotten into that month. A thing that I have noticed with with my husband, for sure, and then another seven friend of mine, and then I've kind of like surveyed a couple other sevens, is they often have a lot of business ideas. And they usually own like more than two or three business domain names, like website names for future businesses or businesses that they thought about doing. And so then they bought the, the website domain for it, but I've never done anything with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my mom got a cricket machine and so that's our new that's our new obsession is making t-shirts. And so mm-hmm. I I love it. I get a benefit from it and my family and my husband and anyone that I know that could possibly need something on a shirt. Um one of my favorite quotes from The Path Between Us is it says like if a 7 knows you have something that you like they're wanting, it's almost like being pecked to death by a chicken. And <laughs> Like, yes, yes, that is, in fact, true. <laughs> it does feel like chicken pecking. Have y'all ever, have y'all read the book Love Does by Bob Goff? Yes. There was, I don't remember, like, the specific story, but there was, I think he was, like, trying to get into a school program. There was, like, something around college. And he, like, he kept going to this one, like, professor's mm-hmm. office every day or, like, sitting on the bench outside his office every day for like a long time and like kept talking to him and kept talking to him and kept talking to him. That is when I read that, I was like, that's what she's talking about. This is being pecked to death. <laughs> so five, um, five, like their alone time. So a tip for fives in relationships with other people is that you can retreat and have your own time. And you also need to tell them when you're going to be back. So it's like, you can go into your man cave for the next two hours or like he'll, not that he does this, but he will often leave and be like, I'll be back in a few hours. I'm like, okay, so when, like, when is a few hours to you? Cause me as a one, I want it to be very specific. <laughs> and to him, a few hours could be five hours. To me, a few hours is like two. <laughs> yeah. And so, so he's a little bit of a, like a five and a seven in that way. Um, we often joke that I'm a little bit more of a three 
and he's a little bit more of a five, <laughs> just kind of in our presentations. Um, but when you go and have your alone time, tell them when you're going to be back and to honor that. Like if you say you're going to be back in two hours, be back in two hours. Not, I'm going to be over here in my man cave for who knows how long and we'll see if I come back. Um, and a tip for somebody who's in a relationship with a five is to know that they like need breaks, especially at social events, like maybe talk to them, especially if it's like your friend and they're coming, they're coming over to that, your friend's house, like talk to them about, Hey, they have a dog, go outside and like pet with a dog for five minutes or, you know, have this room upstairs allowed to go up there, like do your thing for 30 minutes or whatever, that it's okay that they're going to need those breaks during those social interactions and maybe even talk to them about it beforehand. And also having the five tell you like, Hey, these are the, when I'm going to take breaks, this is how I'm going to take breaks. So that you as their like partner or their friend know that they're okay. And that you don't need to like go and find them (laughs) or that it's not that you think that they're having a bad time. It's that they just need that little break for 20, 30 minutes sometimes and that they'll be back and it's okay. And that they're not icing or they're not, um, cause we all have that friend. <laughs> oh. um, I have not talked to him in a long time, but y'all know Frank and Frank does like that five thing where we, you just look up and he was gone. Like he didn't tell anybody that he was gone. <laughs> he just be gone. And we had to tell him often, like, you need to tell us, Hey, that you're, you have left, you've gone back to the dorm (laughs) for you for hours. You've been, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if he's a five, but that was definitely like a five thing that he would do. And so whenever I heard that description of five, I was like, Oh my God, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Sixes. Okay. Sixes, sixes. Uh, My mom is a six. And so I learned a lot of the like right and wrong ways of things to do to keep yourself safe. Um, Sixes really like safety. They really like security, especially of themselves or things and like their people. Um, So sixes do that whole tripping on the future thing. Um, and if you don't know what that means, like very worst case scenario planning. So they are constantly like scanning the horizon for whatever is going to happen that they might need to prepare for. Um, so some people are like, oh, well, I kind of do that. But an example, like it goes to an extreme. So an example that I heard one time was that, you know, like if you go to a bank and you cash a check and you give the cashier one of your personal checks, um, a six will think, oh my gosh, what if that person took my check? Like, I don't know that person. They now have all of my financial information. Now they're going to steal my identity and then I'm not going to have any money, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't think about that when I go to the bank. I give them a check and then I like check, went to the bank off on my list and then I don't think about it again. (laughs) A six, like might think about that for a while. And so my mom like hides things in her house in like all these different locations and we'll switch the location often. And sometimes she'll be like, so such and such is in the washing machine. 
you need to make sure that you don't like wash clothes. Make sure, make sure that you get that valuable out of the washing machine before you run the, <laughs> run the washing machine. So she's going to hate that I said that because she's a six, but whatever. Um, she's going to like, you're going to tell all the people, all the robbers, where my stuff is. No, and um, every other six is going, yeah, I got that spot too. It's also in my washing machine. Now I got to <laughs> Like, now I can't use the washing machine. Oh. <laughs> the dryer and the lint thing. Oh, yeah. it's a good place to keep money. You just got to make sure everything else is clean. Oh, you hate dryer lint. Can't okay. touch lint. <laughs> can't touch lint. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so, the, a funny story the other day, Brianna goes, Mommy, Daddy takes the dryer lint out with his fingers. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's actually what like most people do. And she goes, What? And I said, Yeah, I'm actually the weird one. And then she just like it blew her mind because she's always seen me do. And so daddy was the weird one using his fingers. That's so funny. <sighs> you ruined her. I messed up another one. <laughs> <laughs> we all do in our own ways. Um, that's true. So. How young do you take? Do you work with kids? <laughs> what <laughs> age? Accepting <laughs> patients. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> After. <laughs> um. So sometimes sixes use food to manage their anxiety or exercise to manage their anxiety, and so that's just something for the six to kind of examine about themselves is like are they using this relationship with food or exercise as a coping skill for all of that like future tripping that they're doing that's causing them so much anxiety um somebody who so kind of going back to that thing that i was talking about before sixes need to work on getting in touch with their intuition like their body tuition so really tuning into their body and tuning into those physical sensations. And so a way to do that is like if I you know, recommend for my clients to do this often, it's to like journal at the end of the day about one emotional experience that you had. It could be positive, could be negative, doesn't matter. And just like try to tune in and remember what the physical sensations were that you had during that time. And so once they start really having practice doing that, they can start doing it then in the moment or maybe closer to after it happened. And so really just kind of like getting in touch and establishing that body-mind connection is the first step towards them being able to start to trust their own intuition instead of serving the community for what is the best thing to do. That is good to know. Um, somebody who's in a relationship with a six is not to be invalidating towards their fears. Like you might not necessarily have to buy into it, but don't tell them that it's ridiculous. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. They're still going to worry about it. Um, but not to be dismissive about it. Kind of like the force with their feelings. Right. We need to be validating sixes and their fears. Um, and then sevens, I know we already talked a little bit about sevens, but sevens are super fun. I love a seven. Um, and sometimes his seven stuff makes me a little crazy. <laughs> so, um, so like 
for an example that has to do with food, but um, is very just um, demonstrates really well how a seven works is that my, we were like sitting at dinner one time, one of our kids was like, I want some Cheez-Its. Like, can we buy Cheez-Its at the store? And I'm the one who does the grocery shopping in our house. And I'm like, sure, I'll get some Cheez-Its. And my husband quickly goes, oh my gosh, we should go to the store and buy every kind of Cheez-Its that they have. And then we have a blind taste test to like see which one is the best. (laughs) And I was like, nope, I think we should just buy the one box of Cheez-Its and call it a day. That is so funny. But sevens like love that kind of like buffet style way of thinking. And even with like, even at restaurants, they might want to order a couple of different things or have a hard time deciding what they want because everything sounds good. And they just want like a little of each thing. Um, And so that's one of the reasons why sometimes it's hard for them to feel satisfied or to be able to tune into that fullness Cause it's just like all this wanting and desiring and they're wanting to meet that want and desire within themselves. They're the Chili's triple dipper or like the flight of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They want, they want the, the appetizer sampler. Yes. Please. Which is really funny because whenever we go to Chili's or if we're like, um, ordering, like taking apps over to, his sister's house or whatever we always get the triple dipper <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love it um so sevens need to get in touch with learning what those physical cues are for satisfaction like what does fullness feel like what does being well slept feel like um what does like having this social connection with somebody and it feeling satisfied enough to where you don't need more time with that person. Like, what does that feel like? And so that can be a really difficult experience for a seven and it requires a lot of introspection, which can be hard for a seven because sevens reframe everything into a positive. So they often don't see anything as being wrong. And so, and they often are very future oriented. So tuning into the here and now, tuning into their themselves and doing some self-examination doesn't sound fun (laughs) Um, and can be really counterintuitive to what they're just kind of like normal way of being is. I, I love how we've gotten to hear a different side of everything. I love the whole body food connection here. I love it. Maybe you should write a book, Whitney. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> somebody somebody um, said recently, like, everybody's, everybody has, like, has this idea of this book that they want to write. And I was like, no, I don't share that experience. That is not a common humanity experience that I have. I was going to say a tip for somebody who's in relationships with sevens uh, is to understand that they need their freedom. So like a seven might need to go and be gone for hours or they might need to go on a trip by themselves or they might need to like not have a certain schedule for the day. And that's really hard for me as a one because I I like want the routine. I want to know what we're going to do when I kind of want it to be the same every day. And it's really hard for me when he's like, Hey, I'm going to go like have my, he calls it his Joel day or his Joel time. (laughs) 
or he just kind of goes and you know he has it we have it scheduled it's helpful for me for it to be scheduled he has it every Tuesday night he, after work he just kind of goes and does whatever he wants to do and so like sometimes he'll go play golf and sometimes he'll go to a restaurant or you know like whatever sometimes he'll go to a coffee shop and check emails um so but I don't know what it is and he doesn't tell me what it is and I like we have a time where he's gonna be home and like he needs that and I don't necessarily need that as often as he needs it um but to understand that like they they need to schedule their own time and have their like own way of moving and navigating through the week then you might I really love the idea of Joel day that's such a good idea even if it's just I like how it compromise like regularly scheduled for you. You know when it's going to happen. I can plan ahead. And then he's like, cool, bye. <laughs> and maybe that would increase their chances of the self-reflection and facing their own feelings when they, maybe a girl can hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we have compromised that I also get Whitney in. So mine is not as mine used to be more like pre-COVID. I used to have my own night also, but with COVID and all the craziness of everybody's schedules and things, and our kids are still doing virtual school. Um, I get to be, you know, I get to be full-time worker mom and also teacher stay at home mom times. Um, so I do Saturday mornings here recently. So I'm gone for like, however early I want to get up. <laughs> until a little bit after lunch I just go and do my thing and sometimes it's just going to Target by myself without children like that's fun Thank you. <laughs> yes I agree all moms just be able to do alone <laughs> I need someone not asking for a snack I want to be the one getting a snack for myself please and thank yeah you. yeah but because he needs that he understands that I like he has no problem with me asking for it Yep, that's awesome. I love that. That's really good communication. If there was anything that you really wanted to drive home about the power of knowing your Enneagram number and how it can help you with being mindful of your body and your relationship with food or just anything in general that you wanted to share on the topic that maybe we didn't set you up for. I just have found that Enneagram is so helpful. And, um, knowing my own number has been life-changing, knowing my husband's number has been life-changing, like us knowing each other's number and being able to give grace and compassion that, because I only see the, wor the world in one way and he sees the world in a complete, like we are very opposite. <laughs> um, so it's hard for me sometimes when he's doing something and I have my own like thoughts and feelings about it. And he does not think or feel the same way that I do. And that is nice to like have that different perspective sometimes, but also like incredibly frustrating at the same time. But just that knowledge that we see the world differently and that he can offer me something that I don't have at all and that I can offer him something that he doesn't have. Um, and it just helps you kind of like navigate those relationships so much better and so much easier. It's like, once you know somebody's number, 
you're like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how to communicate to you. I know what you're going to want or what you're going to need and like things that I need to step aside or like step around and like pitfalls to navigate, you know, it's just so helpful. Um, and it also like, it just tells you more about yourself. That's something that I use a lot, um, in my therapy with clients, um, is that once I know what their number are, like I already know what treatment plan is. <laughs> um, and it really does inform like your relationship with your body and your relationship with food. And um, I talk a lot with my clients about how our relationship with our bodies is so important, but our culture tells us that we actually need to be in charge of our bodies and to be that we are like supposed to tame our bodies, but actually our bodies are this wealth of knowledge and wisdom that we've just forgotten we've forgotten the language of our bodies um and it can be so so immensely helpful to be in connection with your body just for like obviously body image and like your relationship with food but also mindfulness can be so helpful against anxiety and depression and just knowing your physical sensations can help you to feel your emotions fully and to help them get off of your nervous system. Knowing like that connection with your body also helps with just emotion regulation in general. So it's just so helpful. Um, so all of that, <laughs> that's my, that's my little soapbox field. Enneagram is really awesome. Really great. Your connection with your body is super important. <laughs> I love it. This has been such a cool interview because yeah. we're seeing it in a totally different perspective from an expert who deals with this like it you're doing you're living it and doing this constantly it's great I love it yeah and I know our audience is gonna want more like you gave us so much but they're gonna be like I need more so <laughs> can you tell them like where to like find out more about you and your practice um, where to follow you if you have social media handles that you'd like to give out, please share. Yeah. Um, so my website is bravehavencounseling.com. So that's B-R-A-V-E-H-A-V-E-N counseling.com. And my, I'm on Instagram at Whitney LPC. So licensed professional counselor. And then I actually have a podcast um, with a dietitian friend of mine where we talk about kind of all life things, especially like food and body. And it's called Real Messy, Real Happy. You can find us like on iTunes and a bunch of the other um, podcast apps. And the website for that's realmessyrealhappy.com. And the Instagram handle for that is also Real Messy, Real Happy. So pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Great. Great. And we'll expect your rough draft here in the next <laughs> month. <laughs> That's a review, and that will be wonderful. So again, thank you for coming on the show, Whitney. It's been great. This has been eye-opening, and I know our audience is going to love it. Yeah, so it was nice to catch up with you. That wraps up the Whitney Russell Stabile interview. I'm so glad we broke it down into three parts because it's just so saturated with information that my brain was going to melt if I heard any more wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Yes, guys, um, if you missed the first two episodes in this three-part interview series, be sure to go check them out. I am so glad we broke them up as well. That way you guys are able to digest as much of this knowledge as you can. And even listen to it more than once. Yeah. Goodness. For sure. And then, again, as always, please share it with anybody that you think would find it valuable. 
Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you, for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.